Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Doug Sharavo Show. We have a lot to get to today, but first, I gotta give a birthday shout out to my friends. Today's their birthday, May seventeenth. Alicia Trey Marco, Joe Shunts, Chef Joe Shunts, and Sandy Carr. I hope you guys have a great day today. It's beautiful out, as you can see, but actually, it looks like it's about to pour. So hopefully, we could do this stream, and it don't pour on me. Laptop would be screwed, Mike would be screwed, but anyway, let's get to the show. We're going to start off with my Cleveland Cavaliers, and the season is officially over. And if you look at the style of the NBA today, especially today's NBA, you need a superstar if you want to win. And I'm looking at my Cavs, I'm looking at this team, I like the young team we have in place. I love Jarrett Allen, I love Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Isaac Okaro, but the difference maker is this, and we don't have a superstar. That's the problem. You know, I can understand, you know, in other sports where you build a young team, you build a nice farm system, you know, and you have these young guys develop, and ultimately you'll get to the playoffs, you'll become a contender, and you'll win a championship. But it's very different when you're in this NBA. It's very different. It's very different. And I'm pulling up the standings right now. And if we look at these NBA standings, the Cleveland Cavaliers, we finished 22-50. and 9-27 on the road, 13-23 and 23 on home. But look at all these top teams. The Sixers, they have Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, um, Joel Embiid, the Brooklyn Nets, they have KD, Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, the Bucks, they got Giannis, the Knicks, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, they have, they have these top, they have Tom Thibodeau, before I get ahead of myself, you look at the Atlanta Hawks, you look at the Miami Heat, you look at the Boston Celtics, they have these top players, go to the West, the Jazz, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, the Nuggets, Jokic, Murray, the Suns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Clippers, they got, uh, who else, who they got, Kawhi, Paul George, Trailblazers, they got Dame, CJ, the Lakers, LeBron, AD. I don't see this Cavaliers team going anywhere unless LeBron comes back after he's a Laker. And that's a problem I have with today's NBA. It's not like other sports where you can have top prospects building a young team and have a few good guys. You know, you could be the Knicks, have a great coach in Tom Thibodeau. But there's certain teams where you need these superstars to win. And that's where the Cavaliers have always been. You know, you have your LeBron James, you have your Kevin Loves, you have your Kyrie Irvings, and you won a championship in 2016. But without LeBron, without that big superstar that makes everyone better, these teams are going nowhere. I mean, don't get me wrong. In some spot, in some teams, it works. Yeah, the Sixers were bad and they drafted well. The Nets, they were all right, and they... They got KD, they got Kyrie, 
DeAndre, Blake Griffin. Bucks, they got lucky with Giannis via the draft. Knicks, they got a good coach. But a lot of these teams aren't going to have success because they need that superstar. And I look at teams like the Cavs. I look at teams like the Magic, the Bulls, maybe the Raptors now. They went through their years of success, and now here they are. It's very difficult, and I don't see our I don't see my Cavaliers going anywhere within the future. And it's just tough because you could build wealth through the draft. You could have these great young players like Sexton and Garland and Allen. But when you're going up against teams like the Heat, like the Sixers, like the Nets, like the Bucks, it's going to be hard to overcome those obstacles. And I don't really want to spend too much time on the NBA. I know that's Andrew's thing. But I just wanted to like talk about my Cleveland Cavaliers and see where this team is going. Because unless they do the play-in every year, I don't see us being in a playoff spot for basically the rest of our career, uh, our lives. Unless LeBron comes back, that's the only way. I I don't see the Cavs, I don't see the Cavs going anywhere, and it's honestly one of the it's it's it could be worse. It could be worse, but you want to see your teams do good. You want to see your teams compete. But I think in the NBA, it's hard to root for. It's hard to root for these teams, you know, because a lot of the guys are going to one spot. A lot of the guys are going to one team. You know, the Nets have basically five all-stars. So, you know, in the playoffs, I'll probably root for the Nets. I'll probably root for the Sixers to win. Uh, maybe from the West, I would like to see... Chris Paul get a ring, Jamal Murray get a ring. I'm basically really, I'm not really a big interest in the NBA. I have my favorite players, so I'll root for those teams. But compared to other sports, like hockey, I have my number one. Um, baseball, I have my team, Tampa Bay, as you see. Football Giants, but I have to... I have to rep Tom Brady today just because he's the greatest of all time. Um, and, and people may come to me and be like, you're a Giant fan, but you respect Tom Brady. I can't hate the guy. We got two Super Bowls. We got two Super Bowls because of him, because of our defense, because of Eli Manning. So I can't really hate on the guy. Giants fan, but I respect the GOAT. And I like I like the shirt. Let's go, baby. So we have plenty more to get to on the Doug Saravo show. But... I just want to give that talk on the NBA. I could go into a rant about LeBron James and, you know, how he complained about the playing round. Like, come on. You weren't complaining where you, when you started the year sitting in that two spot, but because your team fell apart without you being healthy, you know, what can you do? Right, we have plenty more to get to on the Doug Strava Show. National Hockey League playoffs have been exciting so far. Florida Panthers should have won last night, but they didn't. I think they're going to bounce back. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Brought to you by Survival Broadcasting.
Growing up, I wanted to be in the NHL. I wanted to be just like my idol, Martin Brodeur. In life, sometimes you win some, but sometimes you will lose some. Being successful isn't about chasing a paycheck. Being successful is about chasing your passion and building a foundation to where you want to be. You only live once, so you might as well do what you love. Think big, don't just settle. going to hate, doubt, and tell you that you can't. But if you put your mind to something, nothing is impossible. Think big. We are back on the Doug Serravo show, and boy, the Florida Panthers are rolling. And Braden Point scored the game-winning goal last night. Against Tampa Bay, I was at work. You know, we celebrated Alicia and Joe's birthday. It was about 4-3. to three. And then I went into the bar. The next thing you know, it's 5-4. So, pretty surprising what happened there. But, let's take a look at the goal. And we give credit to NBC for that video. I don't belong. I don't own that rights to that video, so we give credit to NBC. But I think if the Tampa Bay Lightning stay healthy, they stay consistent, they will repeat as Stanley Cup champions. I do believe the Florida Panthers have the edge in this series, though, just because the Lightning played all year without Nikita Kucherov. They played. Basically, a few games without Steven Stamkos. They haven't been healthy 100%. And I think the Panthers should worry about that, that if the Lightning are consistent, the Lightning are healthy, Vasilevsky stays on his head, the Lightning will end up winning this series. But I do believe that the Panthers have what it takes to win this series. And there's many reasons why I say that. A lot of teams weren't, pre weren't prepared for the success that the Florida Panthers have had this past regular season. They won 37 games, and they are looking like a team that could go to the Stanley Cup final, if not win the Stanley Cup this year. So as we look at this Panthers team, yeah, they made a lot of mistakes last night, but they did everything they had to win that game. And I still believe that they are going to win this series. I still believe that. And when we look at these lines... We look at these Panthers lines. The Panthers, they are a great team. You know, they aren't a bad team. And a lot of people may say that. But realistically, they aren't 
you know, you could say a fluky season. But look at this this look at this lineup that they have. Carter Verhage played with the Lightning last year, won the Stanley Cup, has basically broke out this past season, and I don't think anyone expected that to happen. Then you have the captain, Alexander Barkov, Anthony Duclair. Then you have a second line of Jonathan Huberto, Sam Bennett, who was acquired from the trade line, Owen Tippett. Then you have a third line of Frank Vitrano. Frank Vitrano, I believe I said that correctly, his last name. Alexander Wenberg, Patrick Hornquist, Ryan Lomberg, Noel Achari, Mason Marchmant. But they don't really have a big big name. Yeah, you have Barkov, you have Huberto, you have Bob. But they have veteran leadership on this team, and that's the difference. And that's what Joel Quenville brings out of these guys. Yes, they have the names, but they bring it out of them, and they're playing like leaders. They're not just playing as a one-man show. They're playing as a team. And they were lacking that in the past where they would struggle because they didn't have those big names. And the guys that have truly made a difference for this team is, you could start with Huberto, you could start with Bobrovsky, Barkov, but it's the Frank Vitranos, the Alex Wenbergs, the Patrick Hornquist, the Noel Acharis, the Noel, Natar, the Noel Acharis, the Uyghurs, the Brandon Montour, that was a great trade, Gudas, Yandel, Strollman. The Panthers have had success in the past, but they just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't be that big-name team. And the Panthers are finally doing that. The Panthers are that big-name team. And if you look at the standings of where they were this past season, and I'll pull that up for a moment, they proved a lot of people wrong. I don't think anyone expected them to have the success that they had this season. And they're going into the postseason on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, they lost. But they won eight of their last ten games. And if you look at the standings and where they're, they're currently sitting, I mean, the standings don't matter now, but 37 wins in 56 games. As I can remember, that was probably one of the best starts in franchise history as a hockey fan watching the Panthers. 37-14-5, and, and that's only in 56 games. This could have this been a team... That won 45, 46 games. You know, I know the the standing, the uh, the playoff tree, the standings, the divisions are all different this year. I mean, the Bruins, I think they would have. Well, Toronto would have won the uh, the Atlantic. Yeah, Toronto would have Toronto would have won the Atlantic. You would have had Toronto. Then you would have had Florida, Boston, and Tampa. So realistically, the Panthers would have won the division. Could have won the division regardless. Hold on, wait. Seventy-nine points. Toronto had seventy-seven points. So even if this was the Atlantic Division, the Panthers would have won the Atlantic Division. They didn't win the Central, but the Panthers are truly a good hockey team, and I don't think people give them credit for it. They have a good system in place in Florida. Now, I'm not sure 
how long Bobrovsky has left. I know his contract length is about five years left, but goalies start to struggle when they get into the early, late 30s. And I think they could go on a run. If not this year, they're going to be there next year. They're going to have a full 82-game schedule. We're seeing all these uh, mandates lifted, even though people, you know, I'm not actually, I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what I want to say on this show, but they're, they're doing better than people thought they were. And if we look at them last year, I'll try to get Florida Panthers year by year record. The Panthers went 35-26 and because we screwed up the – I hope you guys heard me. So here, I was trying to go on my uh, share link. So there we go. I clicked on the wrong one. Florida Panthers year-by-year -year record. So if you guys didn't hear me, I apologize about that. All right, here we go. Florida Panthers year-by-year -year record. Credit to hockeyreference.com. Last year, the Panthers went 35-26. and 26. So, realistically, the Panthers, they have been playing solid team hockey. They're just... They really just... The problem with the Panthers is they, they don't have those type of all-star players that you're so used to. And remember, Aaron Ekblad is currently hurt. So, the Panthers, they've been a good up-and-coming team since Aaron Ekblad came over for the draft. So let's start with 14, 15, 38 wins. Then you could go 15, 16, where they won 47 games. Then they had that little downfall, 35 games. Then in 17, 18, they won 44, 36, 35, and 37. So the Panthers, they're going to be a solid team moving forward. They truly are. Especially when you have a guy like Joel Quenville leading the team. When you have a guy like Joel Quenville leading the team, where do you see them falling apart? And the way they're on the up the uptrend now, I could imagine guys will want to go to Florida. You know, Sergey Bobrovsky was basically that first big name big name free agent that went to, to Florida. Now in 2000 11-2012, where they went to the playoffs, they lost to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, start of our, I mean, it was a tough series. We went seven games, you know, and then we went to the Stanley Cup final. They had big, they had big free agency signings that offseason, but it wasn't those big names. You know, it was Brian Campbell, Stephen White. Oh uh, no, Stephen White was there. Brian Campbell. Actually, let's let's look up the 2011-2012 Florida Panthers while we're on the discussion of the Florida Panthers. 
They won 38 games. They lost 26. And on their roster, again, credit to HockeyReference.com. Uh, who did they bring in? Kopechi was one. Kopechi, I believe, Garrison was one. But this team, too, they didn't really have those big the big-name players. I think Brian Campbell was one. Thomas Fleischman was one. Garrison was one. Kopechi was one. John Madden. So they didn't they didn't really sign those big name free agents, but they brought in players. And I expect more players to come in within the future. And I think the Florida Panthers have what that have what it takes to bring in these big names. And I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. So we have plenty more to get to on the Doug Survival Show. Again, thank you always for thank you always for supporting the Doug Survival Show, Survival Broadcasting, and all those involved with Survival Broadcasting. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we are going to discuss the 2021 Major League Baseball season. It's so exciting so far. Mets have been on a roll. Rays have been on a roll. Yankees are finding their stri- their groove. They're on a stride right now. I think that's a word. Yeah, they're on a stri- strive. They're striving forward, let's just say. So we have more to get to. It's going to be a great episode. I think after this episode, there's going to be a hockey game tonight, the Blues and the Wild. I may do some commentary. I'll watch it, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. So I think we'll do that tonight around 10 o'clock. So, yeah, today's episode right now is like maybe 9.45 as the episode is live. So we have more to get to. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Where the Monroe Falcons are playing the St. Joseph of the Cutchin Falcons. Past uh, that game's history, we have a... A state's uh, championship on our mind now. The ranch, the buffalo. It all works together very nicely. Welcome to Falcons Insider. Falcons Insider. On today's episode, uh, we're doing a lot of great work. You know, this is work that people said couldn't have been done before. A lot of money doing something you love. Re-elected team reporter. Yeah, what a season that was for you. 54, 54 points in 18 games. Um, but definitely, I mean, I, when I said that we're going to win GMCs, I think that's another one that I remember. Yeah. You just said it with, with so much confidence. All right, we are back on the Doug Saravo Show. It's been a great episode so far. If you're just joining us, we discussed the National Basketball Association. We discussed the Florida Panthers. And now we are going to discuss the 2021 Major League Baseball season. It's been pretty interesting so far for sure. And if we look at the standings, we'll start with the American League East. It's looking like a four-team race. 
you have the Boston Red Sox currently sitting 25 and 17. Those are going. That's going to be a great division to watch as we head down to August and September. If teams like the Blue Jays and the Rays don't fall off, right now you have the Red Sox sitting at 25 and 17. Blue Jays 22 and 17. I think the Blue Jays have to improve that pitching staff if they want to go on a run. The Yankees 22 and 18. I do think they are missing an offensive bat. The Rays are 23 and 19. They're still sitting there. And then the Baltimore Orioles have been struggling. Um, You know, nothing you can really do there with Baltimore. The AL Central, it's very interesting. And honestly, I don't think that anyone expected the Minnesota Twins to fall off like they have been. You know, are they giving up on Rocco Rocco Baldelli? They're 13 and 25, and you would think that they would be a team sitting at the top with the White Sox, with the Indians. And then you look at a team like the Royals, they've been struggling. They were 16 and 9 at one point, and now they are 18 and 22. So this division, who knows what's going to happen. In the AOS, you got the Houston Astros, who have been winning. They're on a six game winning streak. Plus 56 run differential, and those Oakland Athletics are still holding on to first place. I think this division is going to be between the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros. I have no idea what's going to happen in Los Angeles. The Angels, you would think Mike Trout would win. You would think so. But what can we do there? You know, you're trying to build, but they, they seem to not be able to win these games. NL East, it's honestly amazing when you have a team like the Phillies with 21 wins and the Mets on top, 18 and 16. But that's what happens when you have these rainouts. I think there was a few COVID outbreaks. This division is going to be interesting. Can the Washington Nationals get on a hot streak again? You know, was the Miami Marlins last year a fluke? Will the Braves wake up? Will the Phillies stay consistent? This division, who knows, is going to go down to September. I don't think this is, and I don't think this is going to be a division that is going to be ran away with one team. I don't think so. Enel Central. This is another division that could go up in the air. You know, the Cardinals—they're playing good baseball. The Brewers—they've been a little bit consistent, inconsistent. The Reds—they should be better than this. I expect the Reds to go on a run. The Cubbies. They haven't been the same since 2016. You would think a team like that would have more than one World Series. And then the NL West, a team like the Dodgers should be running away with this, but the San Francisco Giants have been surprising a lot of people. San Fran has been surprising a lot of people. Padres, I think they're missing one more bat. I think the Padres are going to be good. And then the Dodgers, they're going to to find their groove once again. And ultimately come out on top of that division. Unless the Giants don't fall apart. But yeah. It's an interesting season so far. Very interesting. And we'll see how it ends up this Wednesday. My cousin just reminded me on. I think it was yesterday that we're going to the Philly. The Philly Marlin game. So we'll do some type of vlog. For sure, we'll do some type of vlog. So, I think, I'm not sure who's pitching. 
But it's going to be the Phillies and the Marlins. Should be a good game. I think we'll do maybe a pregame show. The game is at 7 o'clock, so we'll probably leave the house around like 5. And I assume... I assume what we'll do is Kyle works till 2. Probably have some lunch. Go to Red Robin again, as you've seen in prior episodes. And I think maybe get back around 4 o'clock, do something from 4 to 4.30, and maybe we'll go live on Wednesday. But, yeah, we'll do, like, a vlog. We'll do something. Maybe we'll go over it on Thursday, or I'll go over it on Thursday, or we'll pre-record, and we'll produce a whole episode. And I'll give, maybe we'll give our thoughts after the game like we did for the double game. But, again, thank you for joining me on the Doug Survival Show. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting Survival Broadcasting, the Doug Survival Show, Faith, Life, and Death, and all those involved with Survival Broadcasting. Thank you, and God bless you all.